0: On Wednesdays we wear pink, we're talking movies, we're talking Mean Girls, starring Lindsay Lohan, Rachel McAdams, and Jonathan Bennett, written by Tina Fey, based off the book Queen Bees and Wannabes by Rosalind Wiseman, and directed by Mark Waters. So listen, we're going to have an amazing show today, Chris. Want to know why I know? Why? I'm kind of psychic. I have a fix, uh, fifth sense. It's kind of like I have ESPN or something.
1: Really? Is that, that's it? You're not going to finish the quote? Fuck, you were so that bad That is the
0: it. fucking end of yeah, the quote. Yeah, but there's,
1: there's the, the important part about like her boobs and the rain. But anyway, as usual, you can't deliver a decent quote. So all I have to say to that, Scotty, is boo, you whore. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of How'd You Like That Movie?, and tonight, we're going to be doing the cult, classic, fantastic film, Mean Girls from 2004. And we have a special guest, writer, producer, and actor, sorry, Canadian writer, producer, and actor, Alicia Pelche. Alicia, welcome to the show.
2: Hey, thanks for having me.
1: So, uh, how do you guys want to do this? Scott, do you want to jump off, or should we let our guests jump off, or do you want me to just talk for 30 minutes as I usually do, or how do we want to do this? <laughs>
0: What I was thinking to start is like this film can be enjoyed by pretty much anybody in so many so many different ways. But I think it all depends on how you take this film. Is how your high school, how you were in the high school hierarchy.
1: So I guess you're going to take take mm -hmm. it away. You didn't really want to answer the question. You just wanted. to I'm just gonna f yeah. I'm just
0: going (laughs) to. I I might as well talk now. I've learned. I've learned my lesson from previous times. But I just want to know, because I didn't know you in high school, and obviously this is the first time I met Oh,
1: Doyle Rules! Yeah.
0: I, I just want to see, <laughs> where where did everybody fall in high school, in terms of what cliques were you a
1: part of? Go ahead, Alicia.
2: Yeah, well, you know what? This movie resonated with me when I was younger, because I switched schools quite a bit growing up, uh, including high school. I went to two different schools and I, uh, was different in both schools. The first school I went to, I was a bit of the nerd and in the second school, I was a bit of like the artsy sporty person kind of got along with everyone. So I guess I could relate more to the plastics than, (laughs) than the geeks. So I've kind of lived through both. So I can appreciate both sides.
1: Uh, what about you, Scott?
0: I was a solid like B minus C plus, like I was right in in that little like hierarchy, right? Like I wasn't in the A group. You know, the only sports I played were the ones that I just showed up and I was part of the team. So wrestling and badminton, and but yeah, everybody I think liked me. I don't think, and I wasn't the kind of guy that you know people were swooning over. But fuck, now they're they're all those high school people. Uh, look at this guy fuck i had a chance with
1: this guy keep getting older and the girls stay the same age oh wait wait you meant in a totally different context than than i just said There, yeah Yeah. mystery inappropriate (laughs) uh and yeah for myself unlike scott uh i went to a school that had a really good wrestling team and i was on said wrestling team so (laughs) that basically made us and me awesome
0: did you have to try out for wrestling, or did you just, you know?
1: Um, I mean, Doyle had, just like you, we had, like, walk-on stuff, but the reality is, is, like, we had a good team, and we won all the time, so being on the wrestling team was kind of an important function of our school, so. Very cool. Yeah. Moving on, uh, let's, let's talk about this movie. I mean, Alicia, why don't you, actually, before we do that, give us the... Uh, Give us the four one one. You know, give us the hot gossip. Like, tell me about your projects. The like, hot gossip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got my brief notes. Say, you got like a decade in the industry. So give us the, give us the coles notes.
2: Yeah, sure. I uh, started in theater in high school, um, and then from high school, I did a lot of uh, fringe. And I moved to Toronto seven years ago. Oh eight years ago now to learn more about film and television. Where'd you move from? Uh, Started out as an actor. And now just in the last year, I've kind of worked my way into producing and writing. um, And it's been great. I've got a couple of projects on the go right now. I have a uh, drama series called Two Brothers that I'm acting and co-producing. And then a sketch comedy series that I just started, started as an actor. And then they've just brought me on as a writer. So
1: that's Fantastic.
2: Yeah, a nice a nice variety. So I'm kind of I'm not sticking to to one genre, which is wonderful. I I appreciate both, so I'm happy to be working on two very different projects. Are
1: you are you just an independent, or are you ACTRA at this point?
2: Independent, non union
1: for the yeah non union for the or union or non union for the people who don't know what uh, ACTRA is here in Canada. Sorry, acting union. Yeah, Um, and so I think I met you in indirectly because i think we worked on the same film but we were not shooting on the same days you were on cut it out weren't you
2: yeah i think you were one of the yeah, leads or whatever were. on that show yes yes i was um yeah but we never we never crossed paths but we connected via social media yeah, <laughs> during yeah, yeah. That.
1: um and i mean i yeah. think you saw the that has been cut into a short film and now it's going to be doing its festival run yeah. so hope 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 um you know yeah. it'd be kind of cool to see it go somewhere
2: for sure. Yeah. I actually have quite a few projects that I, some of them I shot like four years ago and they're finally done now and just starting to, to hit festival circus, which is so funny. Uh, yeah. I have a few of them, that one, another horror. People are going to see my face like bloody everywhere um, over the next, next year, which is interesting. Hey, as, as long as they movies. see it,
1: that's all that matters. It's, it's like, all that pe- matters. it's like when people are like, Oh, you're kind of typecast. I'm like, yeah, but it has the word cast in it. So as long yeah, as I'm being casted, I'm I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think of mean girls? Give us give us your, your take on this movie. Do you like it?
2: Yeah. I, I love this movie. I love this movie when it came out uh sixteen years ago now. And like I don't want to give my age away. But I always I do was... the 10
1: year range. I'm like, I'm thirty five to forty five.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 I can play, I can play anything you
1: want. I can play 16. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I was a young teenager when this came out. So I loved this movie. And I I think I watched this movie a hundred times over a five-year span, like the first five years that it was out. But it's it had been a long time since I had watched it. So I watched it this weekend with, you know, older eyes. Uh and usually when you watch a movie that you loved when you were younger and you watch it when you're old, you're like, this is shit. Like how did I find, (laughs) yeah, this is not funny. Uh, I laughed at all the same jokes. Uh, I still thought that it was like relatable. It's, it's kind of timeless. Like there's Mm. always going to be mean girls. Like it's, it is what it is. I will say though, watching it now, uh, being more aware, you know, the language has changed. So certain jokes that I probably Mm. thought was really hilarious back in the day where I'm just like, oh,
1: yeah, there's some problematic uh, language in that film. And I was wondering if that would happen where they use the R word a lot. Yes. And I was like, wow. Uh, And even just like the, the LBGTQ kind of comments and stuff like that. I don't know
2: if
1: if they would get the pass that they get nowadays.
2: Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I, you know, I just, I had to, you know, take it for what it, what it was. It was, came out 16 years ago. Um, but, but everything else I still appreciated just as much. It's, it's well-written. It's well done. Um, I, I love Tina Fey. Like she's just, she's just wonderful. So I feel like anything she touches is brilliant.
1: <laughs> yeah. She's doing, she's, she's done a lot of really uh, great projects and we'll definitely talk about some of them on uh, tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott, what about you? What's your first takes? I, I don't know. Has this the first time you've watched it or no, no, I, I I remember watching when
0: when it first came out, but um, yeah, it's still enjoyable. And and the fun part was like talking to my oldest daughter who's fifteen.
1: Did you watch it with her? Like,
0: yes, and she was nice. like, she was like, all this shit still happens. Uh. <laughs> and she was like, all of it. And I'm like. Really, I'm like the gym teachers, like
1: messing around with students. I'm like, you should talk to somebody. She's <laughs> like, I am. You, my father. I'm literally talking to you about this right now. And you're like, yeah, you should talk to somebody about that. You should go get that taken. You should,
2: yeah, you I should probably get a, help with that. I think that. there's
1: a cream for that. Yeah, and, and that's the
0: thing. Like, she was like, yeah, there's still cliques. There's still, you know, the mean girls and everything like that. But now it's just amplified with so- social media. Yeah. So, so it'll be interesting if they ever do like remake this like if they implement all that into it right because then it will be like non-stop kind of try to bring down the plastics right
2: well didn't they come out with a mean girls too
1: yeah there was, like was a TV, tv series yeah. yeah
2: yeah i didn't bother watching I don't think, it yeah i, I don't, don't think you can, can.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's been numerous conversations about like doing a proper sequel Uh, Like over the year, like since the film came out and, you know, Rachel McAdams is like, would be excited, excited to do it and say it with Lindsay Lohan. I'm sure Lindsay Lohan would love to have a project to work on uh, other than herself. Uh, (laughs) Hey, yeah, Lindsay, just going to kick you while you're down as usual. Um, But Tina Fey has been kind of like, I should have done it right away. And she's been kind of back and forth about like, I don't know, like sometimes, and we've talked about this on the show with a lot of cult films and stuff like sometimes it's best to just leave well enough alone. Right, like Boondock yeah. Saints, great film. Boondock Saints oh, 2, garbage, right? You know, yeah. uh, Goodwill Hunting, great. Uh, Goodwill Hunting 2, uh, hunting season, not great.
0: What? Mm-hmm. that was like the best fucking movie. Like <laughs> Apple <then> Applesauce. Don't you fucking make fun of Kevin Smith, motherfucker.
1: <laughs> I just slid that in there, man. I just like tsk, I I'm thought like, you
0: were going to go with like dumb and dumber 2 cuz that was oh like the 20 gosh, years.
1: Yeah.
0: 20 year span But I'm like fucking goodwill hunting too. No.
1: So the quote I've got uh this week is from Jenny McCartney, uh the Daily Kele- uh, Daily Telegraph in the UK says that Mean Girls fizzes with peculiar feminine evil of the kind that comes dripping through a pillowy smirk garnished with baby pink lip gloss. And I think it is. Like, the uh, the color scheme and the, the way this film is shot, uh, you know, it's very simple camera movements. It's not like a big cinematic kind of uh, mm-hmm. adventure. But it's fun. Like, I mean, the way they do the, uh, you know africa watering hole and stuff like that and the 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 kid the children turn or the teens turn into like animals and stuff like that yeah how they do it in the jungle yeah yeah it's super playful uh it's a fun film uh one of the things i like and scott's probably already knows i'm gonna say this i have a real issue with the length of films is that your film should be as long as it needs to be to tell your story arc. And then that's the end of the movie. So if it's two hours, you better be able to do a two hour film. And this film is, I think an hour and 36 minutes. So it's like 96 minutes. It's kind of right in that sweet spot. You're just over the 90 minute mark. And then it's done. But even when I watched the today, I was like, yeah, uh, the gym scene, I could, I could, I could, I could edit a minute or so off of that. I could, I could clean that up there. Yeah.
0: I was like the whole, like, who, what would you cut out of the gym?
1: Uh, I just just think that there's just some, some, some of those shots, they sit, they linger a bit long and I'd be like, "Ah, boom, boom, maybe use an edit back and forth, build some, I mean, I'm all about, I really like when films use editing to build tension or, uh, or dynamic movement, right? So like a quick cut back and forth, but it's not that kind of movie. Uh, I mean the DOP, Darren Okids. he worked on, it's interesting. Like when you, when you start looking at who's part of this film and uh, from like Lauren Michaels and Tina Fey and stuff, they all, a lot of them, including the actors intersect on other projects. So the mm-hmm. DOP on this, uh, Darren Okada. So he worked on, he was the DOP on black sheep, which is a Lauren Michaels production. Uh, he worked on Halloween H2O. I put that in my notes just cause Scott loves Halloween. Uh, he did bring it on, which I kind of want to go back and be like, I wonder if it yeah. actually has some interesting camera work just from all the like cheerleading scenes and stuff like that. So, yeah. uh, he also worked on baby mama, which is Amy Poultier and Tina Fey again. Um, mm-hmm. and ghost hey, of girlfriend pass, which a whole bunch of these people worked on. Yeah. Uh, everybody from like Lacey Sherbert to, again, I think it might be a Laura and Michael's production as well. So again, kind of that incestuous Hollywood, you know, teams working with teams or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, like, do you guys have any comments on like the, the production value, you know, before we get into stuff like casting and yada, yada.
2: I think you made a good point about that sweet spot, especially with, with like comedy. Like, I feel like you can only drag out a comedy so long. It's like, the last i think it was 20 25 minutes kind of you know the whole morale of the movie kind of came together and that was all i needed yep like it, it i thought it tied together i know you said the gym scene was probably a little long i love the gym scene cuz i'm just like yeah like this needs like this is great it's all coming to to you can swear, an end okay. here.
0: swear. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can swear i saw you cut you cut yourself in there it's okay you can swear i did. i, 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 did. I swear across all the time like Fuck i know you, you guys Chris. do
2: i don't He's It's a like, habit. You, Chris. <laughs> in my real life i swear too much so when i'm i'm you know doing something that i deem professional i'm always like uh, i always kind of stop myself but fuck it i don't need to that's right I- i'm glad Thank you, you deem <laughs> this
1: professional because clearly scott and i don't so
2: <laughs> clearly not clearly not
1: what about you scott yeah. you want to talk you want to talk production value that's more your you know, yeah, but you know how to like watch a movie and be like, it looked yeah, good or it did do. not look good. I do.
0: I think it did look good. and like the one scene that I or the one special effect in this movie that like I thought they did really well was that one scene where they're in the the mall and she's just walking and then she falls into the um, garbage can. The garbage can, but her yeah. skirt does not move. Like that thing's straight <laughs>
1: up.
0: I was like. I'm like that was good. <laughs> that was a good
1: special. Yeah. <laughs> well, continue on. Um, and like I mean, so this is as as you Scott pointed out at the beginning of the show, it's adapted by Tina Fey from Queen Bees and mm-hmm. Wannabes by Roswin Wiseman, uh, which ended up going on to be a New York Times bestseller. Uh, Tina did the screenplay up for it. I mean, Tina Fey. When I started looking into her, I forgot how successful she's been. So she's got nine Emmys, a Tony nominee, and a Grammy nod. And the Tony and the Grammy were both for her book, which also ended up on the New York Times bestseller list. She worked on Baby Mama, Date Night, Soul, I mean, SNL, 30 Rock, Creator, Unbreakable Kimmy Smith, Creator. Uh, She worked on the Mean Girls musical. So super, super talented and such a funny actor. Like,
2: you know, you're you're kind of trying to be
1: in that same vein where you're like writer, producer, actor – uh like the new triple threat you know
2: Mm -hmm. yeah no she's definitely inspiring um (laughs) yeah no I I love her and like I said anything she's touched I've been a big fan of um yeah yeah I don't really have much else to say about it except I'm like fan girl a little bit I love her I and I I I do want to be a triple threat. I want to be able to act. I want to be able to write. I want to be able to produce. And that's a really hard thing to do in this industry and to be successful in all areas. And she, she's, she's pulled it off. Um, I think she was smart and she started really young, you know, with SNL and like she, she collaborated with a lot of incredible people that kind of, you know, brought her to where she is now. And she's still working with these people. Well, and Lauren, and,
1: you know that relationship with Lauren Michaels that starts at SNL is the yeah. same relationship we're talking about for this film. It's yeah. Thirty Rock. It's all of that stuff. His production company, her creative, her acting, mm-hmm. uh, and clearly they've been able to continue working together. I mean, lots of people leave SNL and they don't have a good relationship with the with the brand anymore. So, yeah. She, yeah. But I mean, it's her work. Um, so, just as a as a first off, I wanted to know. Are you an actor, fuse a female, or are you an actress? Which do you prefer? Actor. Because there's no such thing as police or... I don't even know how you say that. Like, where the job is like a feminine version of it, right?
2: Yeah. You know what? I I don't even know when that shifted for me, to be honest. I feel like I've been calling myself an actor for a long time because saying actress just felt so weird, especially when I first started um, in film and television, you know, eight years ago. I don't know why it just it uh i guess because i know how you know women are portrayed in most industries and i i don't want to be considered you know always like a female actor i just want to be considered an, an actor because that's what I'm, you do when you come I'm to i'm a writer yeah so you're not a writer or... like that i still hashtag actress after hashtag actor mm-hmm. because i know people are still following it but i i, I kind of cringe a little every time and i hope that you know, we kind of step away from that entirely.
1: Uh, You know, as again, as not only just an actor, but a writer and producer and stuff, do you, and and we don't need to spend a ton of time on this, but do you feel that there's still barriers as a a woman in those roles? Uh, Are they changing? And are they changing fast enough? Like again, what's your kind of general skinny on females in the industry?
2: Uh, it's definitely changing um, because I you know I consider myself a new writer new producer I haven't had to deal with um, a lot of I imagine ten years ago it was very difficult to have anyone take you seriously as a female writer or a female producer you know me being fresh into the game I understand that it, it might be a little more difficult for me but it's shifted, and it's it's going to continue to shift and continue to improve, and I'm I'm happy about that. There's a lot of uh, a lot of women, Tina Fey, who've kind of paved the way for for young women like myself to make it easier for us to to create and be taken seriously as artists.
1: Do you have any sights on directing?
2: Uh yeah, I I that's definitely one area that I want to dabble in. <laughs> um, with the two brothers series that I'm working on right now it's really great because the producer is allowing me a lot of creative freedom with the project and um we shot last summer and he allowed me to direct a scene and you know what I I love it I was an actor first but I've always been that actor who you know once once they call cut and you know the actors go away and they eat I'm there I'm watching behind the camera I love seeing how everything comes together and I I kind of have that um like that overall vision I'm like I can see how they're bringing this to life. So I think I'm going to continue observing and watching and you know taking opportunities that are allowed so I continue to learn. I'd love to direct, produce, right?
1: all of it. <laughs> Uh, And, well, I mean, on the topic of directing, Scott, what did you think? Well, both of you, like, what did you think of Mark Waters directing on this? I mean, he worked on Freaky Fridays, which he worked with Lohan. uh, And he Mm -hmm. also worked on the uh, Ghosts of Girlfriends Past and Bad Santa, too. Uh, Yeah. What were you guys' comments on directing? Any comments?
0: No. Oh, you're you're done trying to fish for a job, Chris? You're done?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Stop engaging with the guest. Uh, Let's have more dead air on our podcast, Scott. Right? (laughs) Like that yeah. kind of thing.
0: Well, I just, I was just like, whoa. I'm like, pretty soon the the resume is going to conv- be directing, <laughs> producing. You know, if you're looking for that mean guy, <laughs> well, You're looking for, for a slightly
1: uh, overweight, <laughs> uh, slightly uh, aged white individual, because those don't exist in the industry anymore. Uh, feel free. But he can play a
0: badass. <laughs> he can play a badass. <laughs> if you got a jerk in a movie, I'm your man. Yeah.
1: But uh, yeah,
0: it, I think and because I'm the novice here and it's probably not correct but I think with a comedy, if you have the right cast and you have everything it it just makes it, it just seems like it's easier to do everything right? And most likely from what I see like the way I took this and it's probably wrong too is I don't see it as Mark Waters movie, I see it as Tina Fey's
1: movie. Yeah. she's
0: She's on set, she was a producer and I'm pretty sure like she wrote it and and accident. everybody yeah everybody's name yeah. in this movie when she wrote it is people she knows like yeah carrie harry is her like roommate college roommate or something like that one of the people are named after her brother so she probably took over and did everything that guy was just there because probably back in 2004 you needed the mail so yeah uh, sell the movie or whatever, right?
1: Well, and dir- let's let's be honest though. Directing is a very specific skill. Like, I, I'm not suggesting that Tina Fey can't direct. I th- I'm not 100 on her on her directing credits up to this date. I mean, I'm I'm sure she's done some, but I mean, to be doing all those other roles and to step into director, like, I mean, she's also acting in the production. To be a novice <laughs> director is go- going to put on a lot of extra pressure on a project that turned out to be huge. Like the mm-hmm. box office on this thing, they made this thing for 17 million dollars, which is crazy when I think I'm like they made, it cost seventeen million dollars to make this film. I want to know where that money got spent, but it made one hundred and thirty yeah. million at box office, let alone like wow. whatever, whatever like video on demand and Netflix rights and stuff like that. one hundred and thirty million. That means a lot of butts got in a lot of seats in 2004 internationally and domestically, watching this film or rewatching this film in the theater not just at home i mean those are some yeah. solid numbers like that's that's crazy money that's like blumhouse kind of money you know what i mean
2: yeah it's interesting that it cost them 17 million i i'm actually quite surprised well
1: considering uh what did we figure figure seven five to seven Fugger? million <laughs> five to seven million is what uh promising young women was made for wow
0: yeah, look at Lindsay lohan though at that time like her salary probably was.
2: Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That's a good point. There's a lot of Coming
0: like Freaky Friday.
2: I feel like they brought out like the the best at that time to really uh, move this movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you I'm know what? It was like Rachel McAdams pretty big at that time too, or did she blow up kind of shortly after, after this? Notebook.
0: I think it was right after the Notebook. Right? Yeah, because the Notebook this is led to Notebook right
1: yeah and the notebook is what like really pushed her
0: forward
2: yeah
1: but even Lindsay lohan like she this basically solidified her as like this powerhouse actor uh you like you said coming off of like freaky fridays and stuff like that uh and Mm -hmm. this was um amanda siegfried's first film like she'd done other stuff like tv and stuff but this is her first movie so uh, again, it really showed the world, like, her acting jobs. Like, I think she does a great job as as Karen. So you know? good.
2: She actually doesn't uh, – <laughs> she doesn't have enough lines. Watching it now, and I was like, I remember her being such a big character. But she has, I swear, six lines or something through the whole movie. And I'm like, I I could have seen more of her. I wanted more. Like, yeah. She was, she was fantastic. And she – I think this, yeah, it was one of her first biggest roles, right? Yeah, well, it's her first film role, like, hands down. The, her first first? It's her
1: first film role, yeah.
2: Oh, wow. Amazing.
1: Um, but, I mean, Rachel McAdams has done really well. She's gone on. She has had an Oscar and a BAFTA nod for her work on Spotlight. Uh, she's she's so old in the Canadian industry. She has a Genie win before it became a Canadian Screen Award when it uh, merged with the Geminis. And then she also had a Genie and Gemini nod have you okay so she was on a show called uh slings and arrows which if you have not seen slings and arrows you have to go watch it i think it's like two or three seasons it basically takes place in a fake stratford theater company and so it's like all these actors that are in a theater company and paul gross is in it and like he play, he's like you know he He's this actor that was like a big deal basically in Stratford. And then he has like a breakdown on stage playing Hamlet and he runs off to Toronto to do like fringe. And then they have to bring him back to be the artistic director. It's so funny. One of the guys from kids Ah! in the hall is in it. It's like this Canadian TV show. Yeah. So it's called slings and arrows. If you like theater and any of that type of stuff, you got to go find this show to watch. It's fantastic. Uh, but like that, she got one of her genie nods, uh, for her work on slings and arrows. Um, I mean she went on to do the notebook, Wedding Crashers, Midnight in Paris, Spotlight, Eurovision. Um yeah. And she's yeah. from London, Ontario. She graduated from York University with a uh theater arts degree. So we love the we really yeah. love to bump any type of Canadian content on on this show. And so that is just one of three Canadian yes. contents that's coming up is on the other this one show. that
0: was filmed in Toronto? Uh
1: Yes, that's awesome too. Not just Degrassi, but also Mean Girls was just was filmed Degrassi. in Etobicoke. <laughs> Half of the fucking stage shit is filmed in- I, think, I think Americans just think that's all they know about us. They're like, oh, you guys had that Degrassi show that Kevin Smith really likes. Bam! Second Kevin Are Smith reference like, in this, take in this him podcast. This as well. like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're talking
1: Mean Girls. Hashtag hey, it worked hey, with. That Kevin Smith. <laughs> Kevin <laughs> Smith. What the fuck? Uh, I mean, it worked when we did uh, House Party and we tagged the Kid from Kid in Play. And then he, yeah, well, fair enough, fair enough. Touche, touche, you and your, <laughs> your knowledge. Uh, what Does anybody have any other comments about casting or just anything in general? About, well, you know, we can talk about, oh, Lauren Michaels, also yes. from Toronto. Oh, nice. Canadian. Boom. Um, I
2: love it.
0: I was gonna say the one thing I thought was interesting was Tim Meadows. You know how he wears a cast during it? He actually broke his hand and they just yeah. literally wrote in that thing about Carpo Tundra because he had to wear a cast during the whole
2: Oh episode.
0: no way. <laughs> I thought that was interesting.
2: Interesting. And yeah, I didn't know that.
0: Another Rachel McAdams and Amanda Siphon also starred in two Nicholas Sparks movies, Notebook and Dear John boom i'm done
1: oh yeah 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 wait wait no Rachel mcadams isn't in, in dear Nicholas john is he? Movies. oh got you yeah yeah yeah. dear john's really sad i actually fucking hate amanda sygfried's character in that i mean poor chatham tatum man he just has his heart broken broken oh, yeah. bring, back bring back magic, magic mike
2: yes <laughs> oh
0: my god well <laughs> hashtag bring the back magic mike. you can go for eh? The, I think it's an HBO Max show What's they're doing where it's literally no, it's literally like a Magic Mike. Adam Chatham and Steven Sop- Sondheimberg <laughs> trying to audition people to be Magic Mikes. No uh,
1: way. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like yeah, Magic. Me- I'm like right Magic now. Meatloaf right now, so I, I probably don't do want to be going for that right show. Now. Let's, let's see it. <laughs> 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 and no, um, so. It's crazy. I looked up the Rotten Tomatoes rating on this sucker. So it's got an eighty-four from critics, which I'm like, yeah, I can see that. It's only got a sixty-six percent from the audience. How the fuck did that happen? This this is like a cult classic. I can't believe the the score is so low.
2: Jokes on men.
1: It is insane. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about? About this film. I like this film. Do you guys have a favorite scene? I mean, I highly recommend watching this film. It's, by the way, one of the reasons we're doing this film is because my sister said, Hey, Chris, you only do movies I don't like. So wouldn't you be able to do a movie that I would like? I don't know. I don't know why I me and my sister sound like a grandma, but whatever. Uh, but what I think is awesome is my sister's birthday is October 3rd, yes, it which is, is also Mean Girls Day. So, you know, when it happens, Bailey, wear pink and, uh, you are a mean girl because you made me do this on my podcast. So Um, what about you guys? Any, any other like stuff you want to talk Hmm. about on the show before we go first?
2: Um, not that I can think of. I feel like we've, we've, um, covered it pretty well. I think it's just amazing after 16 years that even the younger generation, and now we're like, we're still using memes and quotes and stuff from this movie. And I feel like it will continue to be that way. And I hope they don't come up with uh, Mean girls too. Uh, sequel to this because i feel like it will discredit how amazing <laughs> this film is instead of mean
0: girls um, it's a mean moms
2: mean moms there we go yeah do like mean I don't moms, know, do something yeah. like that like your yeah, bad moms do mean moms now there you go Ooh.
1: do you have a favorite scene uh alicia or a favorite quote or something like that that you always just like. Well,
2: I, the one that I guess I still use now is get and lose and we're going shopping. Like that's anytime I'm going shopping, that's <laughs> I'm using that that line. Uh favorite scene? Shit. I don't know. I think I have I think I have a few. And it's different, right? I'm sure I had favorite scenes when I was like 15, 16. And then now as an adult, i probably have a different one if I thought about it, but no, I can't think of one that I absolutely love at the top of my head.
1: So, what about you, Scott? Uh, no, really quotes. Um,
0: I would say the ending because that is a nice fairy tale that after a nice talk to talk, right, that the cliques in high school just disappear and everybody, you know, everybody loves oh. each other.
2: Yeah, but then walks in the three new mean girls. But and history repeats itself. <laughs> yeah
0: hit by a bus and we're all good
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs) it should have cut like right before so like you know you don't know what happened did they get hit by a bus is that how they learn their lesson (laughs) yeah or just cut it them getting hit by the bus and natural selection that's how we take care of them yeah yeah yeah
1: (laughs) i i still i still love the scene when they first show up at Regina's house, and her sister's like, my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, and she's dancing around or whatever. And then when, and that line when Amy Poyer comes in, yeah. like, what's the hot gossip? What's the fun? And yeah. the dog's like chewing on her fake boob or whatever. Yeah. Oh, you girls, yeah. keep I'm me so cool young. Or whatever. Like that whole scene is hilarious. Hell- yeah. oh, I'm not one hair? of those. Uh, oh, no, Because cool you, you know, uh,
0: either you drink here.
1: <laughs> do you need any <laughs> snacks <laughs> or condoms or? <laughs> I, and for some reason,
2: I love you. Like, go, Glenn you go, Glenn Coco. Yes. you go, <laughs> yeah, Danny DeVito. I love your work. <laughs> so good in this movie. It's so notably so quotable.
1: Yes. So, would you guys recommend it? Yes. To anyone, just to she anyone knows. specifically uh, in high school.
2: Yeah, I feel like.
1: <laughs> wow. Like, you watched it
2: with with your daughter. I don't know how... I don't know if, like, the younger generation has, like, watched this movie, but I feel like they should. I'd love to hear, like, a bunch of 15-, 16-year-olds' opinions about about this movie and how it relates to them now, and if it's still really relatable.
1: Cool. Scott, do you have anything you want to add, you know, is who you would suggest this film for?
0: Yeah, I like Girls in High School. Um it should be a rite of passage uh, but uh, <laughs> i will i will put in some words here alicia you know chris also uh auditioned and if you are directing i can play 25 to 50 uh, <laughs> <laughs> i will put in the abs i'll do i'll do the work you With know what, um, crayon? <laughs> buddy like listen every morning I, i'm i'm on like trying to get back into shape I just finished the audio book of uh, green lights. I recommend it by the way, because okay. McConaughey is fucking smart. Like actually hearing his life story is smart. So every morning I walk for an hour and a half and I just have his smooth You walk for an hour and a half. Yeah. Wow. A lot of walking. <laughs> yeah. Every morning I wake up at six, stop around eight. Yeah.
2: Just, Are you I'm, I'm... serious? Where do you walk to?
1: Just, you know, around, around Cambridge, <laughs>
2: Oh my god, people think he's a
1: hobo because it's so early in the morning. They're like, Hey man, here's some money, go get yourself a hot meal. (laughs) The the guy walking
0: in like a sweat vest and like, but good
2: for you, good for you.
1: I'll put in the work. Chris.
2: All right. Good to know. Chris will not. <laughs> Chris, Chris
1: will actually probably not even know his lines when he shows up to set. So <laughs> that's I, that's one of lie. the reasons that Chris had to move behind the camera and, and write and direct his own picture because he was not a very good actor. So
2: <laughs> did you start out as an actor, Scotty?
1: Listen, I was the third lead in
0: uh, my grade eight musical, which was teen. So it was like you know the roman catholic version of greece so no one has sex and we all become friends at the end
1: so there's no greece lightning
0: there was no greece lightning and my favorite line uh my not my favorite line but my one big line was just before the major dance like number i came out and i just looked at the crowd and i'm like i don't know about you guys but i feel like dancing and boom music comes up and I went Damn. to the back because I was eight years old and I'm like, I am not fucking dancing in front of my parents.
2: That's a badass <laughs> line, though. So <laughs> and the was whole that was, show, was, I'm
1: sure. Was that the end of your acting career? Or...
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, <it> was.
1: <laughs> nice. I was.
0: Nice. Hey, man, the...
1: you stopped when you were on top. That's, that's <laughs> the key. Like, and you didn't burn out.
0: I was like, boom. That's it. You can't stop that. Mike dropped.
1: <laughs> Mike dropped. So, Alicia, is there a uh is there anything you want to pitch uh, any social? I mean, we can throw some, we're going to throw stuff in the, in the show notes as well, but uh, yeah. Where can people check out your work, check you out, whatever you want people to do. Oh my give gosh. Give us your 411. Uh,
2: yeah. I guess. Follow me on Instagram. Uh, alicia.pelche, First and last name. I have my website, my reels and everything. Uh, link on there. Appreciate a follow. It's it's pretty much the only social that I <laughs> really use. I am not a social media person. Like I have to actively try to stay on top of it. I understand that it's important. It's like having, you know, a webpage. So yeah, follow me on the gram. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. So if Scott, when Scott's done, he's going to take us out. And then if you just want to hang around, we're going to do a little kind of just chat offline. <laughs> I mean, but then we put it in the show. Scott, you got anything else or are we going to your soundbite?
0: And that is our rant for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. You can also reach us and interact with us on social media at how do you like that one or email us at How do you like that movie at gmail.com.
2: shows on the go right now, it's insane. It's just like this just so, <laughs> just so much happening, but I do want to be better. Um I've yet to watch a lot of the Oscar nominated movies, so I need to do that. You don't as need an to actor, you can just I listen to need- our
1: we you can just listen to our show on it and you'll know everything about the Oscar. So I know that, but I will save actor, you a whole bunch of
2: time. It's important <laughs> for me to, to watch and observe. So I need I need to do that. I need to do better <laughs> I'll, I'll <laughs> watching be movies.
0: You you don't. I I don't watch movies like he does, and I killed him on our Oscar things. I got more right than he did.
1: Production by Rod Shaver, Vader Monkey Productions.